Non-stop talk radio, streaming 24 hours a day. TalkZone.com TalkZone.com Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. If you want a psychic reading, now's the time. 1-800-336-2225 We're in the middle of talking about um, this this period of time that I was in where I was aggressively having to learn my lessons or somebody would die. The issue is, is it all love out there? Is love the big deal and all there is kind of thing? You know, it's kind of interesting. Um, these lessons gave me the insights into the dark and the light of the universe. You know, I believe the reason that is... The, the whole pre-birth contract that was set up for me that I set up, my higher self set up, same with Keith, prior to being born, was designed to train us in the light and the dark. All of it. During, during nearly the same years, I think, that I was enduring those ugly lessons of dealing with the dark and the light, Keith was also dealing with the dark and the light in his life, and we didn't know each other, but, you know, and it was for, well over a year for both of us and we had the experience so that we would know how to discern people want it to be that the universe is all love and it isn't it is not all love this one night i decided that i wanted to go ask this dark lord why on earth he was so stuck on winning i couldn't i just couldn't get it so i finally went um Asked him before I went to sleep. I, I asked for in my dream time if I could go to his place and uh, talk with him. Sure enough, my request was honored. It was a neutral zone. He permitted me to come to his place. We talked, and he wouldn't keep me there as a prisoner, which he keeps lots of people there as prisoners. That's what he does. He's a dark lord. That's what they do. This is real. This is very on real plane. on the ethereal plane. So I went there, and I can remember that place as if it was yesterday. And this was probably 20, 22 years ago. I bet the vibe was really a lousy thing. It was awful. It permeated fear. I could tell that there were people, beings, watching who didn't dare let themselves be seen for his wrath. Yes. And, and, you know, it was obvious that they were all over the place, but there was no way they were going to let themselves be seen. They were all very curious. It looked like this castle, you know, but there was nothing sparkly or light about it. It was just pure heavy, just heaviness. Gray, dusty, kind of... Just awful. Yeah. And... Suppressed. Very suppressed. Reminds me of uh, Castro's Cuba, you know, yeah. the Castro's re- regime... They say it's just really a suppressed energy. You see films of people going through the Caribbean and they come to Cuba and there's not many smiles, not spontaneous. You know, you can't tell me that there's love everywhere. There isn't. There is love in many places, but there's also places that are permeated with dark. And, you know, these people that think that we're the only dual place, that when you get out of the physical plane, there's no duality. It's not true. There's duality all the way back up to God. And the reason that Keith and I have been trained in this, and the reason that the guides have seen to it that we've gotten on the radio, up to the level we are where we can reach more people so that we can start to say this information. And why is it valuable? So that we all get more aware, 
so we all become more discerning, so we understand the battle on this planet better. We are on a planet that is in a battle of dark and light, and it isn't going to go away, and it isn't going to love and light away. You know, when I finally asked him, why don't you want to win? Here's what he said, or why do you want to win so bad? Here's what he said to me. I started at the bottom. I've worked very, very hard. I have endured enormous torture to get to the level I'm at where I'm the one in control. I'm the one that runs the show. Why would I want to give that up? Now, I understand, and the guides that were around me of the light teaching me at the time understood that he was very stuck in the dark and that his day to move into the light more would come. But you see, he's a soul anchored in the dark. So although he will come to the light more, he will also move back to the dark more. And although he'll continue to get more evolved and more enlightened, it looks different than those of us who are becoming more enlightened in the light. And you can't expect him that all he's going to ever be chasing is light because that isn't who his soul is. You know, I remember a few years ago, a guy came up to me and just said, You know, Keith, all there is is love. I didn't know quite what to say to him, but, you know, I knew there was a lot of other factors, and love is one of them. And the next night, um, he was drunk, and he ran his car into a store. Ran, you know, he just ran it way into it and took the whole store out, basically. But... Um, all there is is love. All there is is love. You yep. know, so, you know. And he's drunk driving. There's this like, uh, f- free indulgence, do what you want, uh, everything's cool. All there is is love. And, um, I, I think it's, it's missing, I'm missing a good piece of the wholeness of life. I think it's way off in a indulgent, uh, playland, Pleasureville kind of thing, and it, it doesn't quite take in what is really necessary with the full spectrum of life. I think it's an ideal, an unrealistic ideal, uh, if you leave out all the other components. You know, here's what I think is um, the priority in the universe. I don't think the priority in the universe is love. I think there is love in many places, and I think there is dark in many places, and I think our job is to keep evolving. But I'll tell you, I think truly what the real priority is, is evolution. I think that's the big deal. And we we are here to continue to evolve. You know, Emmanuel has a lovely book written, and he's he's an ethereal guide who channeled through some person, I, I don't remember who, and one of his comments was, is in the end what we're really doing is evolving and as you and I continue to evolve we literally that evolution affects our higher self our higher higher self and all the way up to God and what we're all doing all of us dark and light as a whole in a huge spiral is evolving and all that evolving keeps evolving God itself it's a huge, amazing thing. So let's say you have parents. We were talking about uh, family with kids, and they, they raised them with no nose. I was talking to a lady this morning. You know, no nose, you just get raised with, we love you, we love you, and we won't put any r- restrictions or won't do what you don't want us to do. We'll just, 
love you and provide everything for you. And she's suffering for that today, she, isn't she? Is she is suffering. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you want to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. We are talking about a near-death experience. Well, anyhow, that kind of love, permissiveness. Yep, totally. You can do anything uh, you want. You know, your heart's wide open. I love you, sweetheart. Uh, Anything you want, you know, I'll just sort of work around you and make life nice for you. You know, that's idealistic, but the, the child grows up, and in the direction she goes into as she's an adult, she's indulgent. And she has has not developed the faculty to discipline herself and say, we can't do this, this is destructive to us. The faculty was not readily developed. And so in certain areas, you know, parts of her runs wild. And, of course, when your ego and parts of your indulgent patterns run wild, they run over you and your well-being suffers. So, you know, love is not all there is. You you got to have... The other half of that kind of love, which is tough love, which is, let's see, what does this child really need? What kind of boundaries does this child really need? Not only I love you, sweetheart, you're the apple of my eye, but what kind of boundaries? Like, you're going to play around those mine shafts? I don't think so. You're going to play out by the highway? I don't think so. That kind of thing. You know, it's interesting, too, because when Jesus was on the planet, he was encouraging everybody that they, too, could be the second coming of Christ. Think about that for a minute. If we're to become the second coming of Christ, what do we have to do? We have to become enlightened. How do you become enlightened? By simply loving? Nope. You can be loved and you can love now to forever, and that will not get you enlightened. What will get you enlightened? Transforming the parts of yourself that are dark. That gets you enlightened into the second coming of Christ, that the Christ consciousness. Overriding your ego, your ego is uh, is stuck. You know, it's going in a whole different direction, rather than your freedom in enlightenment, which brings on when you really master and harness your ego, it brings on love and well-being and, and the good things and higher development of uh, things that really fulfill you. But it isn't love you're chasing, it's enlightenment, and that brings the love. Chasing's a good word there. Chasing fun, chasing a high, chasing love. You know, that's not it. That's almost, once again, an indulgence focus. So, if we focus on evolution, and our intent is to evolve further into the light, and we work, and you know, literally... <laughs> You know, so I'm talking a few minutes ago about the dark and the light out in the universe. Now let's bring it home, the dark and the light within us. So now you're going into what Keith was just saying about the the ego struggles. Which is the big deal. That's the big game because until you deal with that, nothing much is going to change in your life. And that's the dark in you mm-hmm. and me and all of us. So if we're really going to do what Jesus said was be the second coming of Christ, which is what we're all you know charged to do here, what we're going to have to do is that dark and light battle right here on the microcosm inside of ourselves. Christ consciousness is the frequency of godliness. It's it's whole, it's pure, 
and it's guided from a higher source, a higher, truer, deeper source. And so that takes the place of the ego. That's the second coming of Christ. So, you know, our higher selves are probably mostly in a state of love already, although they too have their challenges that they must deal with. But, you know, we don't need to take love to them. What we need to take to them is our evolution. We need to take to them how we have evolved for them on their behalf. You know, I clearly know some higher selves of people that in the healing work I've done, you know, it's been really exposed. You know, some of them are technicians. They're not all filled with love. That's right. They're technicians. Some are uh, cooks. Some of them are filled with love. Some are just really good cooks. You know, some are little uh, fairies just playing around. They're full of playing, but they're not necessarily full of love, etc., etc. You know, it's... It's not, love isn't the cornerstone, it's simply a part of the wonderful future. Star Trek, the next generation, is certainly a good example of the various different kind of beings that are out there. Some of them are love-filled, some of them, the Borg, for instance. How many of you know about the Borg? This big cube thing that just consumes anything. All there is is love. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you might go, yeah, but that's science fiction. And I go, well, yeah, I doubt it. You know, it's amazing to me, when I was around these beings of light that were channeling through my ex-husband and this other woman, and I was around that for probably about 15 months, there was many, many, many things that they told us because they they knew that I was going to be in this position someday. One of the things they shared with us, for instance, the movie Cocoon, where they have these two these beings of light making love. They show you what it's like. So the, the bodies never touch. It's like they turn into these balls of light and they kind of bounce off the walls. And Well, actually, their energies entwine. Exactly. But it's completely different. It's not like the physical thing that we all do with, you know, body parts. And, and it is definitely bliss. Sure. And, you know, so I'm with these uh, high beings of light and I go, is that accurate? And they go, actually, on the ethereal plane, that's pretty accurate. So, you know what, that's kind of interesting to me because... You know, some of these people in Hollywood are actually the vehicles of some pretty fine information that they're bringing down to allow us to see what it's like on the ethereal plane. For yeah. instance, there's a whole rash of series that are on right now, like the 4400, uh, Heroes, uh, The Dead Zone. These are all series that show the possibility of who we can be and what it's like. And they give you glimpses of what it's like on the other planes. Like, for instance, in um, the 2024, no, no, not 24, in uh, The Heroes, they've got a guy who does perfect telepathy. Well, you know, we're not going to get to this tonight, but in another part of this article we're working on, they do, you know, they talk about perfect telepathy on the ethereal plane, and I know for a fact on the ethereal plane you never, you never talk. It's, you, it's mind to mind communication all the time. So the, you know, these abilities are literally coming to earth, and we are stretching ourselves into them as we, you know, help earth move into the next dimension, the fourth dimension. You know, there's all kinds of beings. There's space beings. There's all kinds of creatures, all kinds of creatures with different vibes from all kinds of places out in, in other places, you know, star systems. And um, so 
we're not alone, but, you know, Earth is basically designated for us to grow through ego les- lessons, uh, but, but it's an awfully big world out there. It's, it's amazing. After having all these experiences that Keith and I have had, I know one of the things that we would say to you is really, really important is learning how to discern. You need to learn how to discern the dark and light in people, the dark and light in channels, the dark and light in articles you're reading. We read an article one time uh, back when we were around the channeled beings in Minnesota and, you know, all the words seemed right, but something seemed the really wrong. The words were beautiful. Yeah, the words were beautiful. And when we finally asked the guide what's the deal, he said, well, they're dark. They know all the right words to say, but their their hearts and their beings are very dark. So, you know, even though it sounds very enlightened, you know, does your gut say maybe that even though it sounds enlightened, there's something not right about it? Yeah. We need to pay attention. You know, uh, you got to follow people, whether it's yourself or someone else who has good luck with this, because some people just draw in the wrong answer all the time. So look at people who are more, uh, they, they have more luck with this if you're not there yet. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Thank you for being with us. We have a little bit more after the break. Check out our website, MasteringOurself.com. There's lots to help you there. Hold on. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charmaine Amber's free quiz. Find out if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charmaine Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. 